Hey, I feel a little rust this morning. Uh, my co-host, Dr. James Chu, has to get out of here. He's got an emergency, so we're going to make this one a short and quick one, but I think it's going to have a lot of positive information. Happy March 13th on a Friday to everybody out there listening or watching. Dr. James Chu's in the house. Uh, Chewy, it's been probably, I would say, about four weeks, four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. That we've had a podcast. I've been super busy with Combine and, and the rest of Patron training in the Wood Gym. And uh, I apologize for not getting back on it, but I'm really stoked about what we're trying to talk about today. So, well, well I want to say, first of all, I'm not, I haven't said this yet before, but congratulations. Number one, and you're not going to be the one that advertises this, but uh, advertise on your behalf. Uh, super Bowl winner, Laurent, congratulations. On your athlete who has killed it this season and has been killing it ever since. That's a hell of a story. Um, I I hope one of these days Laurent comes on here and and, um, has the opportunity to talk about his story. But congratulations. That's a a hell of an accomplishment that um, Laurent, number one, yet another Super Bowl winner um, that has passed through the wood gym. So uh, congratulations on that. Another congrats has been it's been a hell of a combine season once again the circus goat rodeo is officially over i like that goat rodeo but it's um but it was uh i won't drop any names unless you you drop them yourselves but um from the numbers i've heard it was an epic combine season combine season for you no surprises to me but congrats man thanks man and i appreciate that and like uh laurent when i talked to him last face to face he said he wanted to come through this summer so it's a good point i forgot about getting him on he would be amazing yeah you're right super interesting guy you know one side note chewy uh, you know since we're gonna fluff each other here for a minute and cuff (laughs) each other's balls i thought thought it'd be good um is i went hiking this weekend and Uh, i did a two-hour hike saturday and sunday um, I was pretty high up, and I was thinking about, <laughs> is this relative anywhere close to what Dr. James Chu does? And for people that are just listening for the first time, this cat's climbed every peak in the world no, or attempted to and, and uh, got caught in some avalanches. No, and, no. But he's, he's you know one of the world's best athletes in here with what he does. Uh, that two hours of climb, I don't know, what would you say some of the Smokies are that – what's the – elevation on that uh, the foothills i don't know i think they're three to i think lecon was six thousand feet or so i'm not sure three thousand that's the highest peak around here maybe, it is i think yeah and i think it's around two to three thousand feet of elevation i'm not sure well you know the point with that is like when you say you, you could drop some weight oh yeah hiking yeah. i know i'm telling you nothing but yeah. you could seriously i mean you're tired you know, two hundred and thirty pound guy for two hours. That's a low slow burn the entire time, right? That's a good. That's I mean, a good it's term. Just a, yeah, yeah, a low slow burn, slow, a, a constant. If you're doing two two and a half hours of it, in, in the elevations and all that, you're you're not getting a break. Your yeah. feet are constantly on the ground moving. It's almost different than mountain biking. You know, because mm-hmm. you don't get the downhill. You know, I know the oh, downhill's yeah. intense and all that, but it's you, all on your frame. It's all on right, your frame. Whereas when good you're point. biking, it's it's just in your in your legs, right? I mean, yes. for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's a good point. Yeah. I like it. It's it's different. Mm-hmm. So that was my side note that this guy's still a walking <laughs> badass in my eyes. All right, so let's take it take it through what we're trying to talk about today. Oh yeah, so um, combine season's been 
always a super stressful time for Charlie as an outsider looking in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like this laboratory of life as far as um, stress and the ups and downs of the time um, with the different athletes and the um, relationships um, that are circling through uh, combine season. Um, And it, I've seen it take a toll at times um, on your, on Charlie's stress. Um, It pretty much shut down the podcast for a little bit. Um, And then, but because I mean, and you kind of have to attend to your athletes, um, the way the process works, um, the athletes live with you. um, Many of them do. Um, And for a number of weeks um, and it just takes a toll. So it's a good, uh, now that you're out of it, you can you you had a little bit of a break you can s- sit and reflect you and i kind of chime in talk with each other here and there but it's kind of like streaking by as you're attending to all this stuff and our lives are kind of passing by and i, I, I get hear glimpses of it but now that you, the whole season is done you can sit back and think okay as far as health and wellness during these very stressful times in your life and everybody has a combine season to their life in one way shape or form um you know what and so much of it's relationship driven and what does that do to your stress the relationships during stressful times um and just this the work stress and all that kind of stuff how after reflecting on it how has it affected you and what, what are your thoughts on it well, I mean, you know, I think that's a four-step process that we talked about when we had a production meeting a couple of days ago is stress, pressure, energy, relationships, um, and, and setting boundary walls of uh, how much stress you're going to allow. And if you don't... Boundaries and also the relationships that you yes allow in yes. or not. Yes, or not. Um, um, it takes so much that pressure is just built up stress that's not dealt with. So then you talk about the health and wellness, you know, and we talk about symptoms of that with the guys that are in here, the doing more guys that are talking about knee pains, back pains. They're not addressing the stress. So then it just boils up to more pressure. And then they don't know how to handle pressure because they never adapt. And so in the guys that you're specifically talking about aren't necessarily the young stud athletes. You're talking about the the lost generation types or the guy, the everyday grinders um, that are living their chronically stressful days and all that. Yeah, because combine guys, it's, you know, let's face it, it's not reality what the four of us in this room do every day. Right. You know, we get up, we grind, we handle things. It's combine. It's it's uh, very self-centered, all about them, which it should be. Yeah. And, you know, training, young guys, eating, recovery, yeah. uh, mindset, you know, psych work, field work, and that's it. You know, yeah. six hours a day. Then they go home, feed them, sleep, wake up, repeat right. and for a pro day for an audition to have a chance to play in the NFL. Right. I mean, it's, that's different. <laughs> we're not talking about that. No, we're not. You know, that, that that's a whole different stress level. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about stress, energy, uh, I think they all go hand in hand to relationships and what you choose to let in and what you choose not to let in and how you address your stress. And you and I talked about that. And I guess why we click so much on this show is you seem so, I wouldn't say stress-free, but know how to manage your stress and keep the level low to where you don't blow up, you know? And then, then we talk about what 
you know, happened to me at the Cleveland Clinic years ago, and you talked about meditation, how you did that, and how uh, jiu-jitsu and, and Brian White and some of the other guests that have been mm-hmm. on here have really uh, adapted and part of their program early in the morning. It seems like when you have that, uh, your stress is lower and your pressure is lower and your energy level is high. Mm-hmm. You know, we could go on about, you know, we have so many topics to talk about with those three things, with the energy to the pressure mm-hmm. to the stress. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I do blow up. Um, it's just, uh, um, and part of it is just what can be so stressful in my life are, are the, the management of the relationships in business and um, personal relationships and all that, and they be that, that at times is some of the most stressful uh, stuff to attend to. Um, and you know, my that it, it, blowing up is something that um, I, I I do. Um, and but over time, um, how do I'm I'm trying to learn the best ways to contend with that, deal with that. Um, and you and I have come to some similar conclusions on those really stressful relationships, um, knowing ourselves as best as we can, because that can be pretty damn hard to do. Um, and then, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we mitigate that stuff? How do we make, when you're in very stressful relationships, business relationships or um, interpersonal relationships, how the hell do you um, calm the the choppy waters down, you know, and, and I think part of that is knowing your own personal energy, knowing yourself really well. And then also when it's uncomfortable, you and I have talked about that laying the chips on the line, that, that kind of open honesty type type thing, right? That's exactly what I was writing down while you were going at it is honesty, communication, uh, truth, confrontation, an energy, um, you know, like say Ben's here and and he does something and I get mad. I shouldn't even give that energy. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's not even a thought process anymore. Of uh, have you talked to that person? No, I haven't. And I keep it. No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's not like no, I haven't this or no, I haven't that. And you know, talking about um, no is a two letter word. Yes is a three letter word. No should be easier to say than yes. And we sometimes we get caught up with that. And we always say yes to appease being a people pleaser. And that's added stress. So when you start saying no with no explanation, and I've started doing that, it's been amazing how it cuts stress out of your life. Uh, is this when you are sensing that um, a potential... Um, relationship or the, even just the time and energy that you have it needs to be protected and then you just say I can't I, no maybe not even explain but I can't do it I don't you know in your heart of hearts I don't want to do it and yeah. just say no I mean rather than uh, well, maybe and let's look you know uh, just I don't to need re- to do it right you know and I think that's what you start uh, holding yourself higher with the expectations for yourself is like, I don't need that. Mm. And when you go to the knees, you know, it's, it's the do's and the do nots. It's not what you do. It's what you don't do. That gets you successful, happy, stress-free. I didn't go out that night. I didn't say yes to something I wanted to say no to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when you start, you know, Ben, I challenge you on this too. 
for 24 hours speak the truth. I'm not saying give opinions when not needed or asked, but speak the truth and you tell me how that makes you feel. I'm, and that doesn't mean, you know, horrible things to people. It's just like, I can't do that today. Or um, I don't want to do that. Today. I don't want to do that today. Yeah. Or you know what? This isn't going to work out. Mm. You know, I don't see this relationship going further. So uh, let's cut ties. Why, why do you think that's so hard to do? Because I know it can be very hard for. Well, we're bo- we're born yeah. to be liked. We're born to be accepted by everybody else besides ourselves. So mm-hmm. if you go around and you know, I know I've been in therapy. I know you've been in therapy. We've shared a lot mm-hmm. of different things with stuff. It's really hard to like yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can't start liking yourself, you want to get it from everybody else instead of yourself. Yeah. And I think that's where everybody goes wrong because nobody stands on their own two feet by going, I'd like me. Well, mm-hmm. then we're not supposed to do that because it's such a narcissistic world right now. We're not supposed to say that. But biblically, we're supposed to. Yeah. We have to love ourselves before we can love someone else. And when you love yourself, you respect yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the boundaries come up. And then that's when I'm not giving it energy. Or what we talked about, when you get where I am right now, my girls were telling me this six, seven months ago, went their energy. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about Mm -hmm. with the whole energy thing. Now, being isolated and being alone, I'm understanding a little bit more of energy and reading people's energy. Yeah. So when people are going bad energy, I thought that was like, you know, scent stuff, hippie stuff or whatever, but it's really a negative energy that you're like, you know, I'm not going to put myself in that. This person's yeah, so not going to bring me down. When you, when you sense that, what, what, what are you s- sensing? Just, this is not, not necessarily a kind of a scientific thing as far as energy is concerned, but you know, when you're, when you're dealing with the uh, people and you and, and they come through the doors and their potential client um, or they want to do business or they, you know, they're, um, so kind of soliciting, uh, a new, uh, you know, kind of client relationship, whatever it is. How are you feeling that, you know, because I think some people are better at it than others. I'm, I don't think I'm very good at it, honestly, because it takes me a long time to figure out some people, but like, I think you are very, you're aware of that sooner rather than later so what i mean i I, may be very hard for you to define but what do you actually it's not because you defined it for me on the podcast we haven't released yet about my childhood about discernment of reading people so being in the business for 30 years and then as childhood growing Mm up reading people is one thing Mm -hmm. feeling their energy is a whole other thing and again i thought it was winky wonky until you get to a spot with that through my therapist through my work to go that person's coming in heavy that's per- person's coming in not liking themselves, and they're going to put that on you. So they give you that that what we call an energy vampire mm-hmm. is they suck it out of you, and then they feel better because they sucked your ener- positive energy out, and then they walk out the door, and then you're shot in the chair. Yeah. So so I'm, is that is it because you 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 when you encounter that individual, say they walk through the the office in here, and they're just like. Maybe they emotionally vomit onto you, or they start, you know, th- throwing uh, daggers at you, or whatever it is. Y- is that what you're noticing? And then you're just like, man, you know, I feel worse after encountering yeah. that individual versus yeah. like, hey, yeah. I feel, and, and I feel then good. once you feel worse with that individual, 
you uh, <laughs> you do what Tim Grover said. You go through your contact list on your phone and delete them, and that's your fu moment. Wow. So, <laughs> so is that is so, and then by going through all of that, um, you're learn you've learned over the years, and I and I know that over time I, that you've just said, hey. I'm no, I can't. No, uh, this is not worth it. I'm not, I'm not going to be there for, for that. I'm not going to take that. Is that what you mean by building up the walls of no? Yeah. Building up the walls of no, and you're not going to take my joy. And, and I came up with that word over happy now is joy is I think maybe more biblical of what I've been studying is like that person's not going to take my joy away. Mm -hmm. So like, say somebody pulls out in front of you on the highway me yelling at them, never going to see that person again. Mm -hmm. They just took my joy away. I got so yeah. you got to control your emotions. So you, you let them take that away, right? You let okay, right. So it'd be the same thing of processing it. And that doesn't mean man, I do that crap all the time. I know it. <laughs> I know it. When, <laughs> like, when you really think about it, and what was it worth? You know, yeah, it's not. It's really not. It takes. It takes. Then it takes you down. And I guess the whole energy thing comes with health and wellness because when I allow mm -hmm. people. To come into my life, even take my time. Mm -hmm. Your time is precious. Ben's time is precious. Holly's time is precious. It's all precious. When they take your time mm -hmm. and it's not worth anything, and all they're doing is stealing your energy, your stress goes up and your immune system goes down. Yeah. 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 And I get sick and get all my staph infections and go to the hospital <laughs> yeah. every combine year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> All over, the staff has been all over your body. It's been all over my body. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you get to a level to where where is enough is enough, and then you start studying stuff and going. You start talking stress, well, I, pressure, energy. Med medically speaking, too, um, that is a we understand this through cortisol levels, um, the chronic stress levels of cortisol. Um, anxiety can increase your cortisol levels and keep it very, very high. It's there for a reason. Anxiety is that cortisol is good for a reason, give you a certain amount of energy to run away from danger or fight off uh, a bear or something like that. But when you're doing a, having a chronic stressful situation, it, you, that cortisol is supposed to drop at some point in time when, you know, you've slayed the dragon, you know, or you've run away. But when it's constantly there every single day, what the cortisol will do is decrease your immune system and leave you more susceptible to infections like skin boils. And, um, you know, for me, I have been fighting off a respiratory issue because of, you know, we've got sick kids, you know, they're not sleeping as well. We don't sleep as well, that, that whole type of thing. And so, you know, stresses can be high at work and then boom, you've, you got an infection, you know, uh, of some sort, whether it's in your face or Corona or whatever the hell it is. Um, that, that's, that's why the recommendation is to take care of yourself. Um, but this is a little bit different when we're talking about cortisol levels with the actual personal relationships. This is a different, you know, how do you, how do you make sure that you protect yourself uh, with good people around you, good energy, as you would say it, right? And that's and that's kind of what we're boiling it down to. When you're when you when you're in this really complex world of, um, I can only imagine the combine season with the interest and what's at stake and the millions of dollars and the this and the that. That um, those relationships um, can be exceedingly complex and very stressful. 
And so well, you take an unknown kids into your house, unknown representatives that represent these guys. That see, I don't, I don't take unknown kids into my house. Yeah, no, you should not do that. No, no. that's not good medical advice. No. <laughs> I should not be driving a van around the subdivision <laughs> looking for unknown cans selling ice cream and candy. Right. You know, the college athletes that are coming in, you're mm. working with business representatives you never talked to before and, yeah, and trying to figure out if, if it's bantering, it's going to be a good relationship, not relationship. And I'll be honest, most of the time it's not good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and most of the time it's just not good. Uh, you don't develop wow. a relationship even with the athletes because they see you as a combine trainer. Even if they're in their house, your house. Even if they're in my – yeah. At yeah. times. Yeah. Sometimes they are long lifetime relationships, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. I would say probably 20%. Wow. 20%. Because Even after all that intensive time You're the speed guru. You make good meals. You drop their body fat or you put weight on them. And you're, you're Charlie Patron, the combine guy, and I'm out. Uh-huh. And, and they're not coming back to Knoxville, Tennessee, to the wood gym. It's not you know glitzy enough for them. But the ones that do stay are gold a lot of times oh yeah they're the harrison smiths they're all pros yeah yeah they they figure it out of like that's the tool for my off season you know they're the dobbs josh dobbs the cj pro sizes that work in the wood gym patron each year yeah each off season so when you're dealing with that the so this is when you're learning to i mean over the years saying like is it worth it yeah, because you're redlining. You know, when I went to Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Desai, who's, you know, awesome up at Cleveland Clinic, is like, listen, your RPMs are just off the chart uh, in a car right now. You yeah. got to back it off. They couldn't even do a treadmill stress test on me because I had so much problem with my neck and some nerve damage, some numbness. They're yeah. like, to the pounding, your blood pressure's out of the roof, your cholesterol's high, you know, like so much stress goes into that. Yeah. And if I don't protect my stress, the pressure builds up and you don't deal with your stress, then your energy's off and then that your immune system breaks down and you think you adapt stress by doing what? Either overeating, over drinking, and you just keep polluting your body because you're not taking those timeouts where you have told me to take. I thought one of the interesting things that you and I talked about too was like <clears throat> if you get into the stress cycle, you know, re- working through tough relationships that you are more susceptible to more um, – Bad energy relationships. Yes. yes. So explain that to me. Well, I mean, yeah, because it, it's a um, momentum force. So it leads to another to another. Your stress, you know, so you go from one to the other. So then you get used to that. And you see those cycles with even clients I have that, like, they don't even know that they're in that. But mm-hmm. now when you push the force field the other way, I call it an energy force field, and you start saying no, mm-hmm. and you start being honest. And you start going, my energy's here. I'm not going to allow it to be there. I'm not even making this conversation happen. Mm-hmm. Then you, the momentum goes the other way, and it gets easier, and it gets easier to recognize, and it gets an easier feel of like, what do you like feeling, better or worse? Mm-hmm. You like feeling better. Right. But if you've never felt better, you stay in you the worst. You don't know what that is. Yeah. And that's where I've been. So do you think uh, then the medicine to these energy vampire bad toxic relationships whatever you want to call it we, we, we talked about this truth as a serum for all this i mean the, the the medicine for for all this is that you 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 are very big on i'm gonna lay it out there and let the chips fall where they may i've, uh, I've got to do it today 
I've got to do that today to a couple certain certain relationships and 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 things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, people ask me to do certain things, and the old Charlie always says yes. And it's like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you might not like the answer, but it's an honest answer. So how how you take that and process that? That's all on you and your garbage and mm-hmm. what you're carrying around and what you didn't fix from childhood. Basically, it has nothing to do with me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you start being honest, I'd rather be respected than liked. And I'd rather they walk away going, at least I know where I stand with Charlie Patron. And that's that's who I have to start pleasing. Because I've pleased everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's been turmoil since the early 2000s in my life with the business of trying to please everybody else. It's sacrificed my whole life. Well, it's a, it's a, at the same time, though, you've had, you've had a hell of a re- remarkable career. I think you're just uh, becoming more efficient in the, what you want to what you want to do with and what you can't do. I mean, the thing is, is too. Uh, you, you, Twenty years ago, you're, you're a hell of a lot younger too, and you could take that on. But as you get older, as we've we've gotten older, it's like I feel like I don't have time for that stuff, you know. And and it's just like it's not, you know, it's you either cut it out and simplify, or and, and focus on the things that you that you can effect in in a positive way or you just it's just too much gar- it's just too much and and so like you've got in in my mind it's just just cut it out like it's not worth it it's not i don't even i don't want to sniff around that tree just no just yes. this is where i'm going that, that type of thing yeah and uh, I, know I can't even deal with that you know what i mean and i don't want to that that, that that's the way i feel about certain things like well that. and i've watched your actions you know for <clears throat> the years i've known you since high school you're mm-hmm. 43 now correct for, yeah uh well, 43 in may yeah mm-hmm. 43 in mm-hmm. may and uh you're probably one of the most even keel dudes that i've ever been around to where you probably have done that unconsciously your whole life or maybe the last 10 15 years and it probably could go back to all the climbing you've done you know to where you would say well we'd have to wait for the plane to pick us up in antarctica and i'm like what you do i read a book for six days and i'm like wow well like talk about tough well my my wife would tell you that you're full of shit because she'd she'd be like he he loses mind all the time uh so (laughs) i love you courtney uh but she but she she But I mean, uh, the stresses are always there, man. I mean, you're always having to deal with that, and it's our constant, you know, trimming of the the stress garden as best as you can. And I, you know, my my wife is my is has been the is uh, she's the one that dro- drops the truth bomb on me um, when I don't want to see things or hear things and about me and how uh, you know ego uh, smashing that can be when. Uh, your your wife says, "Well, look at you. Here's in the mirror. Um, mm-hmm. This is what this is the stupid shit that you do um, when you uh, are communicating or all that kind of stuff." And I don't like to hear that 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 well, but you know what? That's, sometimes that is painful medicine that you need to swallow, and might take me 24 hours to process that when it should only take me five minutes. But you know, there it is, and there we go that that type of thing right i mean that's it, it, and it, I, i've been a receiver on that end I, and it stings and i don't like to hear it but you know it's 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 absolutely necessary to for her to confront 
those problems that I have or things that I have not done well as far as communication and all that kind of stuff too, right? Yeah, and you keep that circle of friends. You know, what, what's the old saying? You know, keep your circle smaller and your walls higher. You yeah. know, I think yeah. that really helps out. And then you keep yourself around um, solid dudes and, a, you know, a solid person in your life that calls you to the map but doesn't beat you up praises you when you've done something well mm-hmm. also and it's not always just you know well i got to keep you accountable i got to keep you in line and it's the other way so i think you need to even keel for that mm-hmm. and then you know your lifestyle to me is like my slogan that i want to use is do simple better you know yeah. and simplify it even more you know of like and simple simple sometimes not easy no but to do it's it, not yeah, easy. Right, right. Yeah. It, but it's uh, that's uh, but it's uh it's it to me it's more efficient. Does that make sense? I mean in in the alternative's worse. When you just allow it all to you know, it's well, if it, you it's don't deal with worse. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what we talked about. That's what you know, listen to Tim Grover's podcast. I'll give him a shout out on that. It was amazing of talking about pressure and stress is everybody wants the the limelight nobody wants the pressure you know mm. everybody and and the, so they don't know how to deal with the stress so if you keep, oh, who's, who's tim grover he was a, a world famous trainer to michael jordan kobe oh Bryant, that guy Dwayne yeah Wayne. oh yeah yeah that yeah. i was really good and I, now I he's into that, yeah. so many other things and that and his stuff really makes a lot of sense he's not like a life coach he doesn't believe in that because yeah. he feels like that's like you walk out of something for an hour and you got some sprinkles on your ice cream and you don't know what to do after mm. so he gives you like a process of dealing with stress dealing with pressure uh the energy of, you know he's the one that that said you know cut out the contact in your phone you know hit delete mm. and see what happens to you and you got to start doing that cutting yourself free from that and and just you know the the open and honest communication will help relieve a lot of stress so it's not nothing's built up you know if you could mm-hmm. empty it out through the day you know, when you sit down at night and go, how was my day? Was I open and honest with everybody? Does everybody know where I stand? Because the stress is huge. And mm-hmm. we see that with the whole do more generation, these guys. It's like, let's handle your stress the right way. How, how much of this is the individual knowing themselves? Because I, I don't think, I think that can be very difficult for some people. It's hard. It's hard to like, point this like here you know what i mean the self-accountability mirror that we talk Mm. about you know uh, jimmy and i talk about that and we work out is like nobody wants to take any any accountability for their their faults or their wrongdoings or why somebody's in an argument with somebody it's you know they're always the victim not the victor and you find that a lot and it you know i think chewy you know be not wanting to talk on the medical term or professional but a lot everything in this room stems from childhood Oh yeah, and you know it. It all goes back to how you're raised. How you're raised. The and, you know. Wrong. Do you all have it? You know, because we self medicate mm-hmm. from our childhood. Yeah. You know, or I, or, I, do, or don't because or don't. if you've had a you know an exceptional childhood. <coughs> you know, I mean, right, yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, definitely. And 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 you know, it makes you check out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how people become addicts. You know, they'd rather check out and feel numb than address some hard situations. Yeah. And that builds up the stress. And mm-hmm. that builds up your lifestyle of overeating, over drinking, over sleeping, whatever it is, over training. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no balance. And I, I find I see a lot of that in the business. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's yeah, childhood experiences um, is something that I've talked about a lot 
um, in my work in the medical profession um, I've, I've, uh, it, because it's an, it, simply one of the most interesting facets of health and well-being. Um, and right now, as we know it, um, childhood trauma and, and personal experiences early on in life, the social determinants of health, which is a big buzzword in this day and age, have more to do with your health outcomes than darn near anything else out there as a predictor of health. So the more traumatic experiences that you've had in life as a, as a kid can predict early death. Um, and poor health outcomes for a variety of reasons. And I mean, that, that could be its own podcast and all that kind of stuff. We don't, so we don't have to go into it that much. Um, the, it's a fact that we, you can throw out in the medical field and you throw it out there and everyone kind of nods their head and shake their heads. Like, yeah, well. But it's like, what the hell do you do with that at, at that point? You know, because the, the, the trauma is done, what, you know, your experiences are there. Maybe you're still reliving it, whatever it may be. And how the hell do you then process that for a healthy, well life. If you've had those experiences, that's a hell of a thing to, to try to untease. And, um, you know, and it's, there's, that's why, you know, the pharmaceutical industry and, um, in some ways have helped in some ways have totally fallen short on helping this because this is a complex issue that, uh, no simple pill can, uh, can continue to fix. Um, because it's the behaviors, it's how we live our lives. It's the relationships that we choose to be in. It's, it's, you know, all of those things that can swing your health up and down. We don't, you know, I know it's the coronavirus series, season right now, but we're, we are in a first world um, nation right now. And that's why the coronavirus seems to be so, so damn scary. But in reality, infectious diseases um, are not likely to, to, to really harm us because of uh, the, um, the infrastructure that we have over here, um, hygiene and, and uh, medical facilities that can deal with diarrhea and, and, um, and other pneumonias that can really kill other people that don't have those services in impoverished nations. But what can does kill us are these stressful um, lives that we have, and not dealing with, um, and not making healthier choices. And oftentimes, what we're seeing now in the data of trauma is that it's people overeat, they overdrink, they over make some of these poor health choices. They're the most at risk to die early on in life. And oftentimes, what I see in my patients, if I look at their list and I see a 14 medications for breathing, for, for cholesterol, for high blood pressure, for all of this stuff. And they're on anxiety, depression, medications, all this kind of, you know, and it's a very common thing to see. Like one question that is very hard to ask and, I, and, and we're, we're struggling to figure out how to ask it. And, you know, um, so it's, it doesn't seem invasive is what was your childhood like? You know, and to un- unpackage that is very difficult. And then, then what do you do with it? How do you steer people in the right directions? All that—it's really, 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 really hard. And uh, you know, it's something that we struggle to f- to try to figure out how to best deal with that. Because a lot of a lot of people wag their fingers at the doctors and saying, "Hey, well, you all you guys are, are just a uh, you know uh, uh, part of the pharmaceutical cartel." That you guys are just you know pawns for that, and maybe maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but it's all it's it's difficult when you're fifteen minute you know conversation with this patient to say, okay, really, all of these problems that you're having may be stemming from childhood, and you know doctors aren't well equipped to say, okay, this is how you steer your life because we don't know how to. I mean, simply simply put, 
you know, and, and even the best psychiatrists, psychologists in the world to get people to engage with that. If they do, um, that's great. Um, sometimes they don't, uh, and and there are very few of them out there that can really handle the the volume of load of people that you know need this type of help. Um, it's just it's it's hard. It's difficult. So um, in my field, in your field, what you see, it's it's there driving decisions, driving relationships, all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, it's tough, right? But then, but if you're working on a personal level, you know, maybe no is okay. If, it, if you're feeling like this is not, this is not a good relationship. That's, that's one good practical way of saying, Hey, well, you know, I got to go this way. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, that's some crazy knowledge. That's, that's, yeah. And we're not talking like financial stressors. We're talking human behavior stressors, you know, yeah. open, honest communication. And uh, like you said, the childhood thing is huge, mm. huge. Yeah. We got it. We got to do a part two, <laughs> okay. you know, cause I know Chewy, Chewy's got to get home. He's got a family emergency. <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> took my wife's keys today and she's <laughs> she's gonna kill me <laughs> so, so we'll wrap it up today but uh, it was great getting back on the horn with you i appreciate your time coming in and um i really like this one this is a good one yeah this, this is we, we could build on this sure let's build on this build because on. All right. stress and adapting let's not say adapting let's say we're leaving cutting it out okay that sounds good all right. all right we'll see you see you guys all right